Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Randy Bocook and Harrison Bocook. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hi guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? We're good. good. Thanks for having us on. Thank oh, you yeah. very much for having yeah. us on. Yeah, no problem. Well, let's get this started. Tell us a little bit about you guys. What do you guys do? We are real estate agents in the beautiful city of Savannah, Georgia. I have been in business for almost 25 years now. Harrison's joined us four years ago after college. Uh, we sell coastal Georgia, where it's still beautiful and warm here, even though it's <laughs> close to the winter time. That's what we do. I like it. I like jealous it. Jealous so. of the warm weather. <laughs> so how'd you guys get started in real estate then? What did you guys do before that? Or did you just like, hey, I'm just going right into real estate? Oh, I tell you what's funny. I, was, I grew up around here and um, I, I still have high school friends that remind me that I told them in high school that I was going to be in real estate. So huh. it's okay. kind of funny as I always knew that I was going to be in real estate, even when I was young, I, I had a passion for it. Matter of fact, there was a, there's a couple local places in town that when I was a kid, I said I was going to buy and guess what? I bought them. So <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> I like it. So how, um... what about you, Harrison? Did you always know that you were going to follow in your father's footsteps or what did you have planned? No, not at all. And it was one of those things where, so when I was born, it was right around the time my dad was getting licensed. Okay. We lived in a 600 square foot trailer in a town right south of us. And there were six of us living in that trailer. Wow. And so, you know, we were poor. We didn't have two pennies to rub together. Yeah. And that's when he got into real estate. And so my whole life, I was able to see how real estate took us from, one place of being, you know, where we were in that in that trailer to a completely different stratosphere through real estate. And so kind of growing up seeing that and seeing how real estate can kind of create some freedom. Uh, but for me, I, I didn't I had no interest in being in real estate at all. I was going to this going to school at the University of Georgia and I just wanted to pay my way through school. And so it was like that freedom aspect. I saw what real estate did to my family and I'm like, let me see what it could do for me if I jumped in there and, and sold homes during the summer and it worked out perfectly to be able to sell homes during the summer, pay for school yeah, uh, and not have to work during the during the school year and, and can kind of focus on school and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, let me also jump in by saying that I was going to pay for his school, but he wanted to do it himself. So I did buy him a car when he left for college and uh, I'm going to brag on him a little bit. He is a 4.0 summa cum laude uh, finance major from the University of Georgia. I uh, I told someone that he never made a B in college and he overheard me and he said, Dad, I never made an A minus in college. Let's be clear. That's awesome. So, yeah. uh, so he paid his entire way through school by selling homes on the, in the summer uh, during the Christmas break and spring break. Uh, he left University of Georgia with an incredible finance degree and with no student debt. He paid his way through school on his own. So Got to hand it to the kid. He's 23 years old and he's pretty sharp. That's, That's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Good job. That's I like awesome. It. Tell us more about your guys' team. Is that me? You want me to tell them? Yeah. yeah. All right. We have a team <laughs> of 20 agents, uh, including Harrison. We are selling 480 homes this year. Uh, we're very fortunate to sell a lot. We're uh, 2,500 realtors in the Savannah Board of Realtors. I think we're number two. Nice. Uh, we have a passion for it. We have a terrific team. We recently, a year ago, joined EXP Realty. It was one of the best decisions we ever made. We're we're very stoked about that and what it's done for our, our business and our and our our team. Um, 
We just have a, we set the bar high. We mandate great service. We mandate uh, five-star reviews. We have 600 and something Zillow reviews, 600 Google reviews. Uh, we sell in a town really of about 18,000 people. So we really have a small demographic here and we kind of dominate the, the market of the landscape with, with just great service and always doing the right thing. That's what we always say. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Randy, how long were you in real estate before you decided to get that first team member? You know, it's funny because um, I, I wanted to get into real estate right after high school. My, Like I said, my high school friends reminded uh, remind me all the time that I told them I was going to get into real estate. And I had a, a seasoned veteran when I was 18 tell me, he said, son, you need life experience. No one's going to buy a home from you. Um, back in uh, in 1988, that was true. I'm sure it was. And a guy met, met well by it. So I, I waited 10 years to do it. And uh, when Harrison was born, I said, I better hurry up because we're, we're, we're poor, we're living in a trailer. I got to get this real estate thing started. The funny story is when we started, I knew that I was going to build a team. I was at Remax for 11 years. And within a couple of years, I realized I kept reaching a ceiling of just you know making $100,000 a year. And I said, for me to scale, I'm going to have to add people. And you know, mm -hmm. I went to the Remax owners here in town and told them I wanted to start a team. And it was so new that they said, we can't do it. It's against the rules. So I said, huh. it can't be against the rules. We can do it. So I was very early. I think I was one of the first, if not the first, um, real estate agents in the Savannah Board of Realtors who started a team. And that was within three or four years of me being uh, licensed. And, okay. and that's one of the things, too, that he's always taught and we teach everybody on our team is that we're not just real estate agents. You are the CEO of your real estate business. You are an entrepreneur. You are a CEO. And it's a mindset shift when you start thinking, oh, wait, I'm not just in real estate sales. Like with us, we got a lot of people that are on our team. So they work with us. Right. But you got to kind of shift their mindset to say, wait a minute. No, I'm the CEO of my real estate sales career. And I got all these different departments that I got to be in control of to make sure that I'm treating this thing like a legitimate business. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Harrison, this next question is kind of directed more towards you. And then I kind of want to get right. Randy, your side on it as well. What is the best piece of advice that you have received when you first started out in real estate? Yeah, so I was fortunate that I was able to come in and plug into our, the company was already growing. It was already doing really well. Mm -hmm. So what I, I think the best piece of advice for me was just being around Randy in the office while he was doing real estate stuff. Yeah. So when he's making a call and he's on the phone with a seller and hearing how he talks to that seller and his tonality and his confidence and what he says and, and I, w I remember sitting there thinking when I first got licensed, like, oh my gosh, I can never get to that point. <laughs> He's better than I am now, trust me. No, <laughs> I'm not. But what happens is I just wanted to emulate that. So if you yeah. can get around somebody that's done it rather than, you know, you know taking, the, taking the arrows and, and shielding yourself, trying to pioneer it and do it on your own, if you can find somebody that's already done it and done it at a high level uh, and just duplicate and copy what they've done, uh, that's really, that's been the, the best thing for me is just try to, you know, copy what he does specifically on the phone. Cause there's a talent behind how he talks to people. Well, the talent is basically you, you tell them the truth. One of the problems we have in our industry is real estate agents want to say what they think the, the buyer or the seller wants to hear. And I tell them the truth. I'm saying, I'm sorry, your house is nice, but it's not that nice. And I'm sorry, <laughs> that, that price is too high. We, yeah. we have to. We tried it. It didn't work. Now we got to get the house in the market, not, you know, not on the market. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're there to help them sell that home. So 
best best thing to do is be honest with them. I mean, if something needs to be fixed, it needs to be fixed. Otherwise, it's yeah. probably not going to sell for the top dollar that they are looking for. <laughs> 100% right. What's yeah. your best piece of advice? Best piece of advice I had is don't have a plan B. Just if this okay. is what you want, you go get that. There's no plan B. Go get it. <laughs> I love burn that. Burn the boats. Yeah. Yeah, burn the boats. Keeps like you motivated. It. Yeah, I like it. Well, well, for this next question, we know you guys have lots of nice houses there. What is one of the worst houses or showings you guys have been to? And we want to hear both of your stories on these. <laughs> I got it. You got it. Yeah, so go ahead. I'll get them first. So there was a house. We do have a lot of really beautiful homes in coastal Georgia, and a lot of them are on the water, and it has a lot of appeal. A lot of people like coming, especially from the Northeast. They come down here a lot. But there are some some parts of town where the homes are really, really dated and have not been updated. So one of the ones I remember going into, it was listed for very, very low, way lower than it should have been. So you just knew before you even walked inside that there was something going on. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened is the house was basically a place for cats to live in. There was like 10 cats wow. that lived there. Ooh. And so the, the entire floor was their litter and oh, you no. it was way and i don't want to get too graphic but you could not make a step without getting stuff on your shoe and what happened was i figured out the story the owner owned the house next door and a hurricane came through and kind of just busted some stuff up with the house and he never got it fixed and so okay. cats just took it over and started living there so that was by far the worst home we've ever been in. And my client still wanted it. We still try to get it. And we ended up not winning the offer because the market is so ridiculous. But yeah, I still remember that smell. And I had to throw away those shoes after walking in. The worst house, uh, I, I tell you, this is kind of a good story. I met a client at a home and the client calls me because they got to the home a little bit early and said, hey, I think there's a, a problem with the home. I, there might be a leak. And I said, well, are you in the home? And she goes, no, we're outside. I said, uh, well, you know, what is it? And she goes, well, there's water. And I see water. I said, okay. Well, I pull up within a minute or two. And she so understated it because water was pouring out of the windows. Oh, my goodness. It, it, rained, it, was, it was three or four feet inside uh, the home, three or four feet high, and was pouring out the windows. And I said, yeah, that's not a little bit of a leak. That's a bad leak. So, you guys didn't open that front door, did you? <laughs> well, I, I didn't open the front door. I said, I'm pretty sure that we, you know, we need a, a raft to go in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that one did not sell then. You know, it's funny. This is what they had to do. This is a great follow-up story. The owner went in there and tore the house completely out with insurance money and rebuilt the entire home, and it sold at a premium, and it was it looked way better, almost like it was planned. Huh. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did they ever figure out what the what the flood was from? <laughs> yeah, it was, right. Whatever caused that flood, it was everything happened to be blocked, and it was yeah. perfect timing. Wow. Oh my goodness. What kind of goals do you guys have going on to next year uh, with your team? Such a good question. Such what a good a, question. That's a great question. That, that is one of those things where you know, I, I heard a podcast recently and they talked about the keys to life or one of them. And the keys to happiness is the pursuit of goals, making goals, not even achieving them. But there is something that triggers in your mind where when you are pursuing goals, it creates like a sense of purpose for you. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if I go back to that, the previous question, which is, you know, pieces of advice that, that are really beneficial for real estate, it's 
setting those goals. So talk about what we have for 2022. Yeah, so we, we, we take it a little bit of a step further. We have a, a planning uh, workshop day with our entire team set in December. Uh, we have started already mapping out our business plan for 2022, and it has on the first page the goals for the new year. It also has the infrastructure of what we're going to change and how we're going to fix it and add uh, pieces and, and platforms to our company to make it bigger, better, uh, keep the maintain the service level. But we're going to sell 700 homes next year. We have the platform to do it. We have the team to do it. Uh, and then one of the things that Harrison said not more than an hour ago, which means a lot, he goes, hey, it doesn't mean anything to reach that 700 if we're pissing people off and making people mad or we're just running through people like numbers. We got to maintain that, the mission. What was our, what's our mission statement, Harrison? You have that? Yeah, it's to provi basically provide the best real estate service experience that the client has ever had. That's yeah. right. So that, that, that's the idea and the goal for us. So it's it's not just production though. So we have, we have, you know, we list out the goals. It's, it's a review count. It's the production requirement. Now that we're with EXP and building an EXP organization, we got goals for that. We have investment goals. We have, you know, it just goes back to that, that thought of the pursuit of these goals are really what, you know, drives you and brings you happiness. And what we found is like at the beginning, at a, the, the end of a year going into the next year, when we set a, let's just say production goal. So like last year we set a number of 500. Well, if at the time when we wrote that, there was there was no chance we were gonna get to that point. Like there was like no conceivable way we're gonna hit 500. And now there's a chance at the end of the year that we will get to that number. But it's not even about achieving the goal, it's just about setting it and going out there and getting it and then yeah. creating a new one and, and, and just, yeah. you know, that's the idea, I guess. Yeah, and yet I, I am always surprised when I review last year's goals and I look at it during the year, but. I really concentrated it, uh, on it at the end of the year. I'm surprised on how many of those things we achieve subconsciously. Yeah. So those things, even if it's not you know written down on the calendar. Oh yeah, we got 600 Google reviews. We got 600 Zillow reviews. That's what our goal was, and it seemed unattainable back in a year ago. But yeah, we reached it, no problem. That's yeah, and it's awesome. that saying that you know that always haunts us that we have to always analyze our business that. Are you losing so slowly that you think you're winning? That's right. So is getting 500 really the goal? You know, it's just, it's a constant analyzation and, uh, you know, just the pursuit to be better, uh, to make more people happy. It's not, and it's not even to make more money, although yeah. that's a great side, side effect. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really that to make those people happy and build that relationship. And I always, I always teach agents when I coach agents and our team, I always say, listen, you worry about taking care of people and the money will come. Don't yeah. worry about the money because it will come. I promise you it will come. If you help two people per month buy a home, you will make a great living. Now, if you can economy of scale, if you can increase that to four people, you're buying a vacation home or you're buying a new car. So you can do that. It's just worry about people, not money. That's so true. I know building those relationships, especially in real estate, is huge. That's, that's the key. If that relationship yeah. is not there, you're probably not going to get referrals. <laughs> no, no, and, and they say the National Association of Realtors. They did a poll that said how many. Uh, they they pulled buyers and sellers. They said, would you use the realtor again? And, and the number was, I think, eighty six percent of the people polled said they would use the same real estate agent again. Mm -hmm. They followed up on it, but only sixteen percent of them do. So oh, what happens okay. with real estate agents is they they're falling in love with that outcome of that transaction and they're, they're not thinking about a long term position. Yeah. Everything we do is a long term position. 
We stay in uh, co constant contact with our clients for years after the sale. I don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. I want to win that person over. That's why, tell them about our closing, don't bring a closing gift. That's a good little system. Yeah, so how we do it is, you know, because we want that that touch after the, the closing, is we've told all, everybody on our team, do not bring a closing gift to the transaction to the closing. We have closing attorneys here that, that conduct the transactions for us in Georgia. Because the idea is still get them a gift, but wait until a week after they're already in the home because then you, you survive the honeymoon period. Like when they're closing on a home, there's so much excitement and your gift is going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So if you wait a couple of days and bring them a gift to their front door, whatever it is, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but it just shows to that client that they're more to you than just the transaction. That's right. right? We Absolutely. call them alumni in our group. And, you know, we have a five year touch uh, campaign and drip, uh, I guess it's a drip campaign set up in our CRM system. So when somebody closes with us, then they're going into that five-year touch program. Now there's certain built-in things that are automated and there's certain things that we have to do, but that goes into the, you know, the scaling and the growing aspect. We couldn't possibly, you know, maintain a lifelong relationship with 500 people and still, you know, conduct business. So, you know, that's when the tools to try to automate it into a CRM become really yeah. beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Harrison, what is your favorite way to reach back out to a past client? Yes, yeah, so my favorite way is obviously we have them in a CRM. So we have a few different ways that we touch them. But what I love to do, and this is his idea, I got this 100% from him. <laughs> but this is, this is a magic move. This works so, so, so well is and you got to be genuine about it is okay, you just close on a home and let's say it's a month or two later. And you pass by the house and you notice something with the house. Oh my gosh, they've updated the landscaping or they put a welcome sign up or whatever it is, right? You got to find something. Yeah. And you send them the message and say, oh my gosh, I just passed by your house. I noticed X, Y, or Z. It looks amazing. Hope you guys are loving it. That's awesome. That message right there is so genuine. It's so natural. And it, boom, it, it solidifies that bond really, really well. Because yeah. what happens is, especially after the close is... If you don't, if you don't have something set up, if you don't have something structured, then you'll, you'll mean to get to it, right? Everybody means to get to the follow-up with a, from a, from a client, but you know, a couple of days turns into a couple of weeks, which turns into a couple of months. And then by then it's always, you're embarrassed to get in touch with them because you, you let too much time go by. Right. That's it. Yeah. So it's gotta be systemized for us and how we do it. And that, that's one of those things about 30 or 60 days. I always try to ride through it and notice something with the property and just send them a, t I always send them a text. Yeah. Uh, and then, then we well. also follow up on the 60 days after closing and get a handwritten note with a little gift card, 90 days after the closing and get another little gift in a mail saying, Hey, just thinking about you. Thanks for being a part of our alumni. You're very appreciative. Thanks for welcome. Uh, welcome to our real estate family. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You guys are doing it the right way, building those relationships. <laughs> Randy, when you first, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say we're, we're trying to, and that's why <laughs> if we look at our transactions, probably half of them are sphere of influence and people that, you know, it's referral based yeah. or it's sphere of influence based. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's really the key, in my opinion, to business. It's business you don't have to pay for. Yeah. That exactly. comes in. yeah. And you guys are doing the right thing, building it. I feel like the things that you guys are doing, those little touches, especially driving by, people don't do that very often. So that little touch driving by and just sending them a quick text, that's, 
I haven't seen that. And that's awesome. <laughs> that worked really well. And that was his idea. Well, yeah. it just it, You have so many people and you have so many homes. It's great to say, Hey, I just drove by your house, brother. Thinking about you. Yeah. Hope everything's well. Call me if you need anything. You're, you know, I'm here for you if you need me. And when you get really good, you pick out days where you'll drive through the neighborhood. <laughs> right? Get them all in one. <laughs> Use all the multiple in that neighborhood and you're yeah. going to find them. But it's all, whatever it is, it's got to be genuine. Yeah. And people know that. People feel they can, that. They can see through it. So if it looks bad, then we, we usually don't send out a message. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's funny. awesome. Randy, what about you? When you first started, what have you noticed has changed majorly with reaching out to past clients? You know, it's funny that I, I'm a... 52 years old, been in business since 1998. Um, I came in at the tail end of uh, the old school MLS books. The methods were different. We had to go to offices to get keys. We didn't have central lock boxes at times. Uh, and it was one of those things where we didn't have social media. Everything was a phone call. Uh, so things have drastically changed. And what has happened in the last 25 years is the playing field has been leveled for people like Harrison and new agents to come in and have IDX and have these systems so they can almost operate from their home. That's why our EXP has exploded because everything is done from your kitchen table already. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go out there and be a foot soldier anymore. You can operate from your, your kitchen table like you are already are doing and, and maintain that level. And that's one of the reasons why we're so grateful to be with a company that sees the vision of that. So things have changed drastically in the 25 years I've been in the business. And uh, it used to be handwritten uh, letters that you would send to people and phone calls. And that was that was basically it. And, and now the database away. consists of uh, social media and Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we use that as basically our database. Yeah, our, 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 I have 5,000 Facebook friends. And that's basically, I have a database as well. Don't, I don't want to undersell it. But Facebook is your, your modern day database. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys have a business book that you guys could recommend to maybe someone new starting out on your team? Oh, man. Go ahead. You know. <laughs> well, we, we, we love any, anything by Gary Keller. Uh, yeah. So we love The One Thing. Uh, we love uh, other – really, we like business books. So if we get something that's business-related, good to great, Jim Collins. He's reading a, a lifestyle book, Almost Alchemy Now. Yep. As, I mean, that's one of the secrets too, is it doesn't matter what you're reading, but it's, it's getting that information. It's getting that knowledge in, and even if it's not a book, if it's listening to you guys, this podcast, that's right. We were listening this morning and I got so many nuggets just listening to a couple of y'all's episodes yeah. that are real estate focused. I love yeah. it. It was uh, terrific. But what about business books? You know, I, I, I read two business books a month. I, I'm a, I'm a nonfiction. I'm a dork business books, Wall Street <laughs> books, you know, those, those kind of books interest me. You listen I, to them. Though. I listen to them. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. listen to them. That's, that's important. The other thing is Jim Collins, Good to Great, How the Mighty Fall, and Great by Choice. I've read each one of those probably 10 times each. Oh. Hold on. Let me back up. I've listened to those 10 <laughs> times each, and it is uh, it's game changing. in those books. Terrific. Uh, Good to Great, How the Mighty Fall, and Great by Choice. Awesome books. Now, Randy, yeah. every time you listen to those books, do you pick out new information each time? Every time, it's amazing. I, yeah. I know that that sounds like a cliche, but it's you, true. You, though I, yeah. I, I tell you, one of the books that really uh, the second time I read it, I, I read the, I, I was sent an autographed copy of the One Thing by Gary Keller. Uh, this was when I was with Keller Williams five years ago, and I got a, fortunate enough to know someone who knows him pretty well. And he sent me an autographed copy of the One Thing, and I read it. And my friend called me, and I said, I, I thought it was 
it was horrible. It was simplistic. It was elementary. It was it, from from coming from his last book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, which is the Bible of real estate a lot of people consider. And I read the one thing and it was awful. My friend told me, he said, read it again. I go, why would I go through that again? He goes, just read it again. I promise you. And the second time I read it, it was great. And the third time <laughs> was even better. So you're right. Sometimes you get nuggets out of something, you know, a little bit of repetition, you know? Yeah. It also depends on the state of um, your life that you're in at that moment when you're reading That's it. Right. Yep. Well, what's the old saying? When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yep. You know? yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so true. That's awesome. So anyone that wants to uh, join you guys' team, how can they get a hold of you guys? You know, this is important because one of the, the, the positives to be with EXP is you build an organization. What we've done is, is, is 11 months ago when we joined EXP, I Harrison's a finance major, like I said. He's super smart. I said, hey, pick this model apart. Tell me what's wrong with it. I want to hear the good and the bad because we were independent. We were not used to paying anyone or having any fees. And he came back and said, hey, there's an 87% fail rate in the business. If you don't coach them and mentor them, it's just, you know, we're just signing people up just to do it. Yeah. So we uh, designed a, a coaching program called Impact Coaching. We coach for free. We coach three days a week. Uh, and we just provide value to our people. We want to make real estate agents better and we want to add them to our organization. So, you know, they can Facebook either one of us and it's a good method. And we have people, we have agents signing up with us all over the country and uh, people that uh, see the value proposition of, of what we can offer you. Not just, uh, I, I've sold 100 homes a year and I've sold 500 homes a year, almost 500. I can teach you how to scale. And that's one of the things that, you know, real estate agents want to learn how to do is how to scale their business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's what we found when we, when we had the opportunity to talk to other agents is they really just want to grow from where they are now to where they can be at the end of next year. So if it's 25, they want to get to 50 or 60. Yeah. If it's 50 or 60, they want to get to 100. And so the more we talk to these people, the more I realize that, oh my gosh, we have a gift because Randy's done it. He's been in the business 23 years. He's done, he will sell by himself 200 <laughs> listings this year. So when you can offer that kind of partnership and collaboration to these agents across the country, it's a pretty dang good value proposition where I can leverage out as a, you know, a younger real estate agent that nobody's going to want to listen to. I could say, hold on, wait a minute. You know, this guy sold 5,000 homes in his career <laughs> and we coach three times a week. You should come take a look at this. And it is unbelievable how much when you dig into these people's businesses, the value that they're getting at their current brokerage can can easily be matched and often can be topped with our company and what we can generate. Uh, and so that's been the biggest thing for us is, is being able to, you know, not just get people or recruit, you know, EXP's got a, you know, there's a negative connotation out there. It's really figuring out people that are like-minded as you, that you want to partner with. And, and what we've done is we want to help them grow and get to where they want to be. Yeah, we don't care about, we, listen, I, I'm not saying this, I'm saying this humbly, please understand. We make a lot of money already. Uh, I, I will make a lot of money this year, next year, God willing, for a long time. So it's not really about money. It's about surrounding yourself around great uh, people and not interrupting your culture. Yeah. Uh, I understand that, that you know, culture is everything when it comes to building a team and an organization. Is you know, we're not just coming in here selling. We're not you know aggressively i always tell my agents we don't sell anything but ourselves the homes will sell themselves that rock 
Is that right? That was good. (laughs) That was nice. How can clients get a hold of you? Same way for us clients. You can go to uh, thebocoteam.com is our website uh, that that everybody can look at homes on. Uh, But it's really, it's so crazy that right now the best way, the answer to that question, no matter who it is, is Facebook or Instagram or social media. Yep. Just it's so easy. Like this podcast is probably going to get put all over social. Yep. So that's just where people are. So that's where we, it was it. I mean, he, he found this thing. He figured this thing out 15 years ago to go big on social. Uh, <laughs> it, it ended up work. I think that's been the biggest change for yeah, the social, business. Social has been really good for us. We, we have a really strong, we didn't go, in, go into it, but we have a really strong give back program in our community. We're going to give away $150,000 this year to our local community and sponsorships and gifts and donations. So uh, $150,000 goes a long way to, of giving. But what we do is we let the people know we have hashtag we are Richmond Hill. It's a part of our everything. Every time we post something, we have hashtag we are Richmond Hill. It's one of our um, signature moves in town is we sponsor football teams and baseball teams and five cheerleaders on a high school cheerleading team, not one, five, because Guess what? Our clients all have a daughter on those t- on those teams, and we can't yeah. just sponsor one. We got to sponsor all of them. So, a big part of our program is giving back. Our, our saying all the time is family, community, and real estate in that order. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Last thing, let me add one more thing, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, is go for it. Some things that you know we're really trying to transition into is that you know once once you start making good money as a real estate agent, then you got to find vehicles to put that money in. And so a whole other pillar to this company is the investment side, mm-hmm. because you got to be able to to be able to put that money into something that's going to grow and multiply and uh, work for you just as hard as you worked for it. Uh, and so I, I love when you guys have people on that talk about the real estate investment stuff, because that's a huge piece to real yeah. estate. Once you make money and become a good real estate agent, you got to go put that money somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, the other book that we live by and swear by is Profit First. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Michalowicz, uh, 40% of every dollar we make, we save. Every, uh, every uh, 40% of every dollar that comes into this office, we, we save. So that's a big part of our, our business strategy. That's awesome. Yeah, we do the same. We do. Uh, I love that book. We do the same methods, too. So I like it. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thanks for coming on and sharing your story with us today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you guys. We love the podcast. We love listening to it. You guys get the best guests possible. Oh my it's gosh, it's, it's so diverse too. I love it. And I was going to tell you that I, I got, my wife got mad at me because I couldn't stop scrolling through and watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, if I'm going to be on this podcast, I need to know a little bit about it. So yeah. that was my excuse to act like I was doing homework, but really I was getting nuggets of information to, to be able to use. That's For awesome. people way better than us. Oh yeah, way better than us. <laughs> Perfect. Hello? Hello? Are you there? 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 Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.